Okay, at this point, I really do want to kind of really put it out there that this discussion is more of just like a yeah. we're just putting things out there we're thinking out loud we're thinking yeah, out loud yeah. because really the, the concept of being woke as well as being conscious um, is one that is ever evolving with as much yes. experience and as much background as yeah. you have as much um, insight as you have so at th- this is us discussing this topic really looking into the topic of being woke and really also just kind of figuring out our Ourselves, own our, our own, own politics, politics. yeah <laughs> I don't like the word woke um, personally, but the whole idea of it is living out what you say you believe um, and that being your form of activism. And so you living out your personal politics, um, that's what being woke is about. And in being able to live out your personal politics, you also then protect the rights of other people to live their personal politics mm. um, and to be fully whoever they are, whoever they want to be in the world. But the thing about being people is that the personal isn't always consistent um, because we're ever changing as people. And so something that I believed five years ago, I might be a completely different person in terms of what I believe about that same thing now. And it's having, I think the reason why I'm a, like I'm against the word woke in my mind is because there's such a set definition of what it means to be woke. But if we're living out the personal as political, then you're consistently changing and evolving and discovering what you believe is right, what you believe is, is wrong, how you think that you should make your way in the world. And I mean, just for me, a few years ago, I wasn't able to acknowledge the fact that my being a heterosexual woman is a privilege, right? And Mm. that I'm privileged because I get to live out the way that I love and that not be a problem in the world. And now I'm at a place where like, actually, that's a privilege. And how do I extend, how do I live life in a way that I make it accessible for other people to love whoever they love in public as well because that's important to me and that's what i guess wokeism in big big inverted commas is about for me is about making creating the kind of world um where everybody feels like they belong i have a blanket wokeism my blanket wokeism is based off of everything is everything so i apply the the tolerance as well as the acceptance of one topic to another in order for me to understand just how just and how right it is. So, for example, if I am speaking about the relationship between black and white people or people of color and Caucasian people, I also qualify that same, uh, those same uh, qualifications to to you heterosexual people and homosexual people and transsexual people and queer people as a whole. And then same goes in terms of class, in terms, you know, Mm. and I think one of the things that always comes back is that on the topic of wokeism, it's never really real until it comes close to home. You're right? That's true. Because so it's so easy so, so to call easy. out people on Twitter yes. for being trashy. But what about checking ourselves, mm. right? And checking ourselves for the way that we are privileged in life and we're just like hurtling through, enjoying our best lives. But actually, when are we checking ourselves to ensure that we're making the world better and creating space for people who don't have it as good as we do and that comes like to privilege across the lines whether it's racial and class whatever it is Mm. when are we like for me the reason that workism is so important is for me to check myself um and so i don't do the thing of dragging people online dragging people on twitter cancelling a hundred thousand different people every single week um because for me it's about checking myself Mm. and then also extending that to checking the people around me who say First, that they live by the same yes, politics. Yes. Um, because if 
you say that you live the same politics as me, then make sure that you're living out as my close friend what you say you are. And the whole thing for me about wokeism, again, in inverted commas, is to hold one another accountable. Um, and that's why dragging culture on, on Twitter got so big is because people would say they were one thing and then everybody else would be like, well, actually, look at you. Yeah. Um, and so that's why like the whole thing grew so much was accountability initially, I think, um, which is why in my personal life, I extend that into my personal life. So with my personal relationships is are you consistent in living towards who you say you are. And added to that, um, the reason why I don't particularly judge too much in terms of my spectrum of wokeism is because, I, like you mentioned earlier, I'm still trying to figure, figure my way out. through this. Yeah. You know, I want to be very consistent in the things that I say, in yeah. the things that I stand for. And sometimes that changes as I grow. Mm -hmm. The more, like I said, the more information I have, the more that I know, the more that I'm open to, the more that I start to, you know, change a bit and, or, or, or develop in my understanding. Although at the same time, though, I do think there's a difference between evolution and changing so if my ideals and my yes. ideas are yes. completely changed there should perhaps be some kind of a telling in terms of this is how we arrived at this point and this is where now in, yeah. in terms of the, the this woke generation because just a couple of days ago there was a whole conversation on social media around um uh, Zoto Abandu. What came out of that for me really was just the the sense of this woke thing or this being being conscious of uh, the different pockets or or representations of people yeah. and how we should be treating each other. Really, is, it's living online in terms of virtual reality, yes. but actual reality, it's almost non-existent. As, as someone who comes from a similar background to Zodo Abantu, I can listen and hear the argument of she is not trying to say that she is but, but, yeah but, the, but then the, the other part of it is that you know this is someone who has a platform who has a following yeah and has very much yes been quite upfront about the fact that she doesn't care what people think about her she owns yeah. her sexuality yeah. she owns her body yeah and she makes her money however she wants to. Yeah. And, and so she's because, of, because of all of that, we've given her the title of feminist, feminist right? Mm -hmm. Because of the way that she lives out her life. So in living out her, um, person, uh, her personal politics, we've actually slapped the title on her of feminist, right? And mm -hmm. so when something like what happens this weekend happens, um, where she spews a homophobic statement, then suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, but Zotra, we need to, we need to check you. But actually we need to check ourselves because Zotra has never come out to say I'm a feminist from, from what I know. She's never actually called herself a feminist, but because mm. of the way that she lives her life, we've decided that actually she's a feminist icon for us. And now we're disappointed because we put her on a pedestal. Um, and suddenly she's falling from grace and now we must cancel Zotra. And that's, that's why I have such a problem with the idea of being woke online, start at home, like start with yourself, la okona. Um, and so we all have people who think like Uzotwa in our lives. Where True. are you checking those people? Yeah. You can check Zotwa online, right? Like out loud where it, it there's no personal impact. But what about checking the people who think like Uzotwa that are in our lives? Because those people are in our circle and they're actually closer than we think. And that for me, this is where I, uh, I further define wokeism for me as consciousness in action. Yes. Because 
we can all be conscious yes. of the realities of um, uh, what it means to be living in South Africa mm -hmm. and how dangerous homophobia is, mm -hmm. how dangerous femicides yes. are and, and, and transphobia and all of that stuff. But being woke is being able to not just be conscious of that, but also yeah. put it in action. Exactly. So, so what conversations are you starting with the people that are around you? Not on Twitter. What conversations are you having with the people that are around you? So for me, it was having to have a conversation with my family um, about the fact that actually, guys, when you say stuff like that, that's homophobic. It's not okay because there are real people in the world who have to, um, like, live like this and so when you say this you invalidate their lived experience so now right? that's when this woke is in the woke badge becomes heavy which is when you need you know, to take it home yes <laughs> when you need to take it home because this is the yeah. thing right is that we are very fortunate to live in a in a cosmopolitan world yeah. where um, our opinions are are shared amongst each other we go through them and yeah. you know in, in terms of the spaces that I know you and I are in yeah. we're able to have these robust debates about safe you know, spaces safe yeah. Spa yeah, it's, yeah it's a safe space we're in safe spaces yeah. exactly Exactly. Now put yourself in a situation where, and I was telling you this before we started recording, that I'm in an Uber and I'm on my way to work. Yes. And, and you know, the driver wants the lady who is driving on my side to, you know, move quicker so that he can go in after her. She takes her time, but eventually she moves forward so that he can go in. As she's moving forward, we notice that she's on the phone as well while she's driving. Naughty. Naughty, but anyway, naughty. That was naughty. She shouldn't have been driving and texting. Phone. Yeah. But in any case, the real conversation here or where the point is, is that he then proceeds to say, mm, And sure. in that moment... Uh, because I, I'm currently reading Americana. So I've got a feminist icons book in my hands. Oh, I've got this man I've got this man who's spewing out this <laughs> problematic yeah, slur yeah, yeah, yeah. towards women yeah, derogatory. Yeah. And I'm sitting and I'm thinking, do I need to be woken yeah. this Do moment? I address do this? Do I address this? Or can I let it go? Because this is a very short trip. Yeah. I've got four minutes left. Do I I'm almost then? done. I'm almost I never done. need to see this man I'm, again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I can just give him a bad rating and then just write a comment and then leave it at that. And that's my wokeism yeah, done yeah, for the yeah. day. Because, yeah, yeah. But it bugged me because at that point, that's when I decided that I wanted to have this episode. Yeah. I ended up, once I, I the trip had ended, I'd arrived at the destination before I get out of the car, as I'm pulling the money out, which I think in, in retrospect is a very, is a bit of a power move. Power. Because this is where power comes power. in in all of these discussions. Class, definitely. It's <laughs> definitely a class chat. <sighs> but and this is the wokeism of it all is because it's not just a case of we're just having this exchange yourself. now I need to check myself. Why is it that I can only discuss this as I'm pulling the out the money? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'm pulling out the money and then I yeah. say to him, you know, you didn't, you could have called her, you could have, communicate to the exact same thing and with a and different with sentiment. a different yeah. sentiment with a different word or even with no words and yeah. just said you so know so be upset but don't you don't have to say what's his fame because what does that have to do with the you know mm. so it's in those situations for me where you know wokeism you know kind of jumps out and, and i need to kind of decide if the badge is one that is is it's it's light enough for me to carry and I can do it. And you know, I understand and I acknowledge the power dynamics of also yes, that, of scenario. that conversation. And then also I think I mean sure. I've had other instances as well where I've been in in scenarios where someone says something problematic and I think to myself, 
do I let this go? Yeah. Do I actually Do pick I it up? Do I say something because um, that is part of the because yeah. I would consider myself to be a woke person mm. purely because the train of thought is there yeah. in those situations, yeah. which means that there is a consciousness, but the woke. So you know that it's wrong. But yes. the thing that you and I mean I think we all go through this, right? The thing that you um, need to think about with yourself is: Do I? Um, double click on this so do yes. I go into it or do I actually let it go and mm. I think it depends on um, it depends very much on the situation so if you're in a tavern it's probably not a good idea if it's just you alone to stand up to that person and be like space. oh 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 actually that's not a space where you will walk out being okay, right? It it has potential um, to get violent, mm. right? And so, is it worth suffering um, in terms of that? But also, then, um, yeah, like you need to check the situation. So, for me, the last time I tapped out of um, having a difficult kind of woke again in inverted commas conversation was again with my family it was comrades weekend home is maritzburg right in this mm -hmm. case comrades weekend there was apparently some white man who was going to be um participating in the comrades and he doesn't have he wasn't born with legs and he wasn't born with arms and my mom and aunt were like mm, he doesn't have i could not he doesn't have he doesn't have legs. I am lense. I can't even go. Look at that. Big and you was a kitchen comrades. In this was the hundred. You know, kitchen mama robotine is thirty man. I was, I was shattered. Ex I was just explain, like explain. Explain why that is. I will right. So I was shattered. Um, because there are so many reasons why it's problematic. But skala utinge umlongo nomdomnyama are not the same, right? Mm -hmm. Even a dis like um, umlung ozala a disabled doesn't compare to umnyama um, who's born fully able-bodied mm. because the privileges that this other person has in terms of you coming from social, like in terms of social capital, and um, you've got that behind you and mm. um, you've got financial capital. And so all of the challenges that a disabled black person would be facing coming from a poor background, mm. that person doesn't need to deal with. Um, but and a even black not born with in terms of heredity exactly. and whatnot, but society has already exactly. given, given you, you the privilege and the... yeah. So you have it. I'm not disqualifying the fact that um, in living um, with a disability, um, that's... There's a difficulty. There's a difficulty, yeah. of yeah. course, of course. And able-bodied people have a privilege. But umdom nyama... Even born able-bodied, come on. <laughs> but I think also even just the comparison of it. Where are we? What country are we in where this is happening? Are we speaking about this same South Africa that's mm. only been enjoying freedom and democracy for, what, 25 years? And so that black whatever man... Whatever version of that. Thank you. Whatever <laughs> version of that we're talking about because also that black man, how did he end up at the robots mm. if we're so free? Yes. Is, are, are we free? Yes. Is he financially free? Um, and so it's unpacking all of those layers. So I had to have that conversation with myself in my head very quickly to be like, there are all of these layers, right? Yes. And also in the context of this conversation, not is it worth it, but is it necessary to land this point right now? Because you are also a black, young black female. There's a respect that as black people, we naturally adopt. And I'm sure people of all races, you know, have a, a, a with respect the, towards their parents. Their parents. But the nuances of black parents and black children is completely different. And I'm completely speaking about my... See, this is the wokeism part of the kid. <laughs> I have to over-explain <laughs> exactly. what I'm trying oh. to say. Oh. 
But anyway, you catch what I'm throwing. Absolutely, bad. So you have to, um, you know, you negotiate. You I negotiate. think what we're always yes. doing is we're constantly negotiating, not just our role, but also where we are. Mm. Right. And so um, in that context, it was my mom and my aunt. And I mean, we have a really good relationship. We speak about all kinds of things. Um, but it was also just cool. I'm going to change the mood. I'm going to shift the mood right now. And it's been a heavy weekend of Umtrimbi already. Mm. Is this necessary? Considering the fact that I know they're black women, right? And that they're also, it's the wokeism again. Mm. They're like carrying burdens and because they like, they've lived through the most. And so they understand the idea of not being privileged yes. in certain ways. Yes. So do I start the conversation over there? But then do I need to remind them of their, like, and go back all the way there in order to have this conversation? Having discussions with people who are of privilege. Yeah. And having to educate them also seems to be the work of woke people in terms of if I call you out on your problematic behavior, I have to qualify why I'm calling, why you, I'm out. calling you out. I have to make you understand, of which I absolutely but, understand on one hand, the necessity to tell you that you're wrong. Because like me telling you, don't open this door. Are you just supposed to yeah. obey what I'm saying without I mean, yeah. really understanding why or do I owe you an explanation so that you can also then going forward understand that okay so when I'm recording I need to close the door sometimes um, I can't have a debate with you because you haven't done the homework yes. you haven't done the basic you haven't reading <laughs> it's like I would That's I true. would call you out on your problematicness yes. and I would explain why what you're saying is problematic yeah. but based on the responses that I'm having and the points that I'm raising yeah. It's You're actually not, not fair to, to engage in, a, in, in that kind of conversation it's with emotionally that taxing. Yeah. It's it's draining. Yeah. And I am doing more work than I need to. And and and, and you are then overexerting yourself, but actually there's no guarantee that this is landing. This conversation that you're trying to engage in, there's no guarantee that actually the person is hearing you because actually they're not in the right frame of mind, which is why, again, I go back to that thing of um, living out the personal as political in your actual real life as opposed to only doing it online. Mm. Because when you only do it online, there's no guarantee that the people that you're engaging with aren't just trolls that are going to carry on being Tra as trashy as they want to be um, mm. after having tweeted at you. Because also there is a level of catching wind that a lot of conversations yes. on social media yes. have so yes. perhaps the first couple of opinions are genuine people's genuine opinions but some people really latch onto the wind of what is the general consensus so Bax I hear you on on, on on the piece of of needing to educate people but I don't like the word educate right and I mean oh, it's it's because of messy reasons Twitter has like really missed like it's made things <laughs> such a mess um, but the reason educate that I educate doesn't mean just educate right the, the, like the way that I don't like I hate the word educate is because when it comes to uh, wokeness there's no this is it this is done because we're all always learning and so it's impossible to have someone who's a student of me um, because I apparently know better. And I use that in inverted commas as well. The reason why it feels um, safe to have that conversation with someone that I know is because I understand that they know where I'm coming from, right? And so they'll take it from um, a different place as someone 
random stranger who will think that actually they are being educated. And so if someone feels like they are being educated, then there's less room for them to take in what it is that I'm saying. Whereas if it's in a personal relationship and I'm like, Spun Bunny, you know that I think you're great. But when you said this, it actually means this and this and this. So and this is why. So you're defining education as a case of one knows, one doesn't know. And you're saying that I can't assume that you don't know. Yes. I'm sharing my yes. experience and, and my observation that, and exactly. hoping that it may resonate with you and you may come to see exactly. the, the approach that I'm coming yeah. from as well as understand why I see that yeah. what you're doing is because you very well might not see any fault in what you're in doing. In what you're doing. And the way that I define it, so the difference between calling out culture is like what I like to do is the opposite of calling out culture and that's to call you in. Mm. And that's why I can only call in and love people that have some kind of relationship with me. So even if it's people that I have been following for years on Twitter, we've built some kind of relationship. So I can call you in, in love, because um, I hold you to a higher standard. I hold you to the standard that you have set. Or hold as you opposed to, a closeness. To, to ex exactly. That, as opposed to a standard yeah. that I've set that I believe you should live up to. If we have a relationship, then I know who you say you are and... It, it's just on me to be like, hey, when you said this, are you sure you're living towards the best version of what I know you to be, what you've shown me to be in the past? I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. But I do just want to clarify this, that you're saying what you're finding is more effective in terms yeah. of uh, changing the world is yeah. changing the world around you. Yes as a priority as opposed yes. to trying to call out or correct people in people, the either yes yeah. who perhaps you don't interact with exactly. on the daily or consistently enough to also check yeah. did my call out work did it actually work did out did it land and or was it just you just exactly. you know making me feel comfortable in that space in that and then just because I mean with that Uber driver yes. we can't guarantee that next time he like for example maybe I'll like be overtaking him like an asshole and he mm. won't call me a sperm like whether that's going to be effective or not. But if Abantu that you interact with regularly, then um, you guys are in relationship. And in by virtue of being in relationship, you guys are exchanging things all the time. And so you're learning from one another. And that's the idea, like for me, um, which is why I'm against woke culture, the way that it's done on Twitter, mm. um, is because we're canceling people, calling out people, but there's no love in it. Understanding my politics, understanding your politics. Yes. That's another form of wokeism. Yes. Because like you said, calling in, I need to, I, I can't shout at you. I if can't, I don't know what I, standard exactly. you're living towards, maybe you're living towards the best of you. Yes. You know, and also sometimes the scenario is that I'm just, I'm not, I, I, I don't even understand the, I'm not speaking the language that you will understand. I'm busy exactly. hong, hong, honging here. Hong, hong, hong. Giving you all of these big words. <laughs> yeah, talking about misogyny and patriarchy. And, and patri Do you know, for the longest time, patriarchy was like a buzzword at yes, some point. Yes, and I was yes. like, I don't but know. But also, what how many people is. understood that? Because we, like, we all experience it every day. And that's the thing with these woke terms is we experience it every day. But like, when you put it in a big word, suddenly it's like, right? And words and are so, very important for defining and for language and articulating exactly. exactly and what I mean, you're saying. But sometimes we throw people off. Thank you, because of our big words. And yes. the evolution of men are trash comes from the toxicity of patriarchy. And so for men are trash, to, for pa toxic, patriarchy, mm. toxic patriarchy and toxic masculinity to be accessible, it became men are trash. Right? Right. 
Button, however, again, I understand my politics and I understand your politics. Again, throwing that definition to what wokeism is. Yeah. Right? So I really the, like that. I really like that. Yeah, both sides can be understood. So now how do you qualify your wokeism to that? So I always Because I know you specifically have a very firm standing on the whole men or trash thing. Like you 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 Because toxic clear. masculinity is real. <laughs> Toxic patriarchy. I mean, come on. Like, we're living in a broken world um, where often it's the result of that toxicity, right? And so what I will always liken it to, for people who don't understand, and it's usually black men that I'm having this conversation with, okay, um, is when... Did you just feel a black man listening to Yes, I did, I did. And I was just... Because I'm going to have to respond to someone somewhere about this. (laughs) But I always liken it to um, whiteness, right? Mm. Whiteness... um, as a construct is toxic. Mm. Whiteness as a construct is um has created a world. I'm trying to find the word, but whiteness. If I can help you with yeah. that, um, there is whiteness, and then there are people who are who happen to be who white. Who happen to be white. Right. So, but we're not when we speak about whiteness, we're not speaking about the people who happen yes, to be we're white. We're talking about that the, structure, the that construct system, the, of yeah, that whiteness construct. that yes. has fucked up the world. Yes. So similarly to toxic and the toxicity of patriarchy Mm. um, that has fucked up the world and has fucked up men themselves. And so when we're speaking about the toxicity of patriarchy, we're not saying you as an individual man, yes, you are trash. Yes, you are toxic. We're speaking about the construct and the way that it sets, sets everybody up for failure, right? Yeah. I always engage in topics like the one we're having today from a very clear point of understanding that all of these issues are systematic. Thank you. You think you're dealing with one thing, it's not, but you're not. It's you. multi-layered. You thank think you. you're dealing with patriarchy, but then you think you've solved that issue and you dive deeper into uh, gender issues yep. and gender identity. Yep, you think yep. you've solved that. Then there's sexuality. You think yep. you've solved that. Then there's class. You the think next. you've solved that. The next, the next, the next, the next. So you always kind of have to, and this is the issue with being woke and you know, touching on the definition of everything being everything and qualifying uh, good and bad, wrong and right, yeah. to all things in the same way and in the same yeah. level is essentially, you know, where it becomes a mindfuck because it's like, well, where do I touch? Where do I leave? Exactly. Because that's the, the, the crisis of conscious of being a person who is woke is like, where do I, uh, you know, draw the line in terms of my involvement on certain issues? Mm. And where am I an ally and where am I actually overstepping yes. my allyship and actually taking away space from the people who deserve space? In the context of this conversation of wokeism, I wonder if being woke can also be detrimental to your own interaction with the world. So, for example, Absolutely. in terms of a, in terms of as a creative, how you have such a relationship with your work and you Mm. think about, you know, things like writer's block and Mm. you think Mm. about, um, you know, being a musician and trying to create music and being an author and trying to write books, being a painter and not having that inspiration or at least feeling like what you're creating is not, uh, you know... It's not coming from a... It's not coming from from the right place. Yeah, from the right place. And so I guess that's also a form of wokeism that I I also want us to unpack. So, I mean, for me, um, the way that I express my creativity often is through writing. And um, I haven't written anything in a really long time. Um, I tried to. I've been trying to on and off. And I'm... um, and one of the reasons that I, I I haven't is because I made a decision at some some yeah at some stage late last year to actually pull back from the world, um and pull back 
from being in the spaces that I was occupying before. Um, and in doing that, I've been forced to do a lot of self self um, self reflection and very introspective work, um, which means that even when I am writing, it's not the kind of writing that I can put out into the world. And it's mm. not because it's wrong. It's because it's not coming from the right place. Um, because I'm trying to figure out how I want to be in the world as a as someone who believes strongly in supporting everybody black, but don't want to censor myself because I, 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 I would be perceived as an angry black woman. And so that's the work that I've been doing for the last couple of months is um, very introspective work of actually um, how is it that I want to take up space in the world? And I mean, I've obviously been taking up space, but I've limited how far my interactions Quality with people exactly um, go. And in doing that, it's been able to actually go deeper. I also want to throw into the spanner, though, the concept of because, I mean, in terms of like churning out work in the perspective of yeah. you write a piece and you write another one and you write another one. You you build up a profile of just being able to just produce all of yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it gets to a point where you can't because it was actually inspired by yeah. something that maybe you don't have the words to articulate what it is. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it was just that period of your life that yes. you had or that experience that was fueling that, yeah. right? And I, I mean, <clears throat> essentially one of the one of the things that, that, that kind of jump up for me in this discussion is that Again, you're creating the work. It's not like the work is not being created, yeah. but perhaps where now with the wokeism, now we're just to tie it back into that is the issue is that perhaps the thinking too hard about what you're doing, but it's at the same time you inspired. can't not think yeah, too hard. Yeah, exactly. Because like, it matters. The work matters. It does. You want, it's so I, important. I always say that I'm the first audience of this podcast. Yes. If this work does not touch me, if, it, if I it's cannot. impactful, yes. If it's impactful I, to you, then it will impact other people. At but least if, one person. <laughs> Babes. And even so if, if I'm writing a piece so and I'm like literally if I'm working on a piece and it just doesn't, then and part of it is what you were saying. It's that thing of churning. And so we work in a creative industry. And so every day you have to come into work and put a piece of yourself into the work that you do. And um, right now. The skill is what will help you to survive exactly. because you know how to churn. Yes. So you will still be producing work, but is it's it to the inspired, inspired level? It's is it inspired. to? And that's what I've what I've always felt very, uh, you know, very concerned about is you know, especially with this with this platform, is I would never want to put something out that I don't at least at the very least that have believe in. have belief in, mm -hmm. right? One of the things that has brought me back is the fact that people will ask me, so, you know, where's the next episode? Where's We need our content. We need, we need our content. Yeah. And, you know, the the fact that also people will be very specific about which episode that they enjoyed mm. and which points mm. resonated mm. with them. It's that kind of work for me that really, uh, oh, sorry, it's that kind of a response feedback, and feedback yeah. that really kind of takes me back there to know that, oh, okay. The work matters. It landed. It landed. Mm. And and even if it lands with one person, which your podcast doesn't, but even if it lands with just one person. It's landed nonetheless because it's, it's done less what about it needed the numbers, to do in the world. Because also mm. my creation of this platform was that I could have something to look back on to kind of really assess where was I Track. at at that point mm. in my life mm. in that space. you know. And it's what I was saying earlier about when you create work and you put it out into the world or, or don't, all you're doing is thinking out loud. 
Um, and so if someone can find resonance in your thinking out loud, then you know that it was effective. But the thing as a creative is that sometimes um, in thinking out loud, you're not going to get feedback and that work, you still need to understand that it was effective because it was necessary at the time for that to go out. So whether you get good feedback on this podcast or not, this was the podcast that you needed to make at this moment right now. And I mean, that's the conversation we were having just the other day, is that mm. this was the podcast that you needed to create at this time. Because it's art imitating life, not the other way around. Exactly. It's, it's the life that needs exactly. to happen in order for me to create the work. Exactly. Not every song in an album is going to be a hit. Babes. Not every article in a series that you publish is going to be hit. And not every episode that I record for this series of Nerd About Life is going to pop. So I also need to be okay. And this is part of the wokeism in terms of being a creative that I think all of us creators really need to have the conversation with ourselves is that we really sometimes put a lot of pressure on ourselves to hit 100 every time. And it's like maybe this conversation is important for a reference five years from now, but the conversation happened and it's been documented. It may not... It's like, for example, I think of one of my favorite albums, Control by Cezanne. Oh, yes. I didn't love every song in the beginning. It was necessary at the time. But if I think about a a year later when I was listening to that one interlude that I hated and all of a sudden it just kind of Suddenly Wavy was landing. Right. (laughs) Right. That's exactly the song I'm thinking of, funny enough. but. But that's what I'm saying is yes. that like you, it will it will come back. And the, the point is to just Because we create. evolve as people, right? And so in your evolution, this needed to happen. Maybe five years from now, someone is going to be on a journey and they'll need to hear this conversation. But the most important thing is do the work. Do the work. And that's where I'm at with my creation right do now is that I want to create inspired work. Yes. I want to do something that is going to have an impact on someone, including mine's life. Yeah. But at the very least, I need to not, I can't close my mouth yes. because I'm not sure what yes. I'm saying. You need to I work need the to muscle. Yes. You need to work it's the like muscle. It's like the whole purpose of, we, we both agreed before we recorded this episode that we're not coming to this platform with, with set ideas, with a resolution. Yeah. We're just here to think out loud. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. to be thinking out loud about yep. wokeism. That's true. So, um, and there's, 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 there's lots of stories in you um, that you might not think have value to bring into the world, mm. right? But in order to understand the value that they do or don't bring to the world, you need to think out loud. Yes. So that we know that it's there. Yes. And we can. Double tap, resonate, yes. and it's in the world, yes. right? And that's what representation is about: is about putting, putting, um, putting ourselves and representations of ourselves, whether it's podcasts, whether it's essays, whether it's books, um, putting representations of ourselves out into the world, so that fifty years down the line, someone will look back and be like, "Oh, they were there and they were creating, and this was the lived experience of a black person in 2019." You wrote a piece for the HuffPost UK that I want to read out first, the extract of it. It's titled, Why I'll Ask, Is It About Black People Before I Watch the Movie You Recommend to Me? Paragraph three, you say, I made the decision to consume mostly content created by or about people who look like me, where the brown protagonist, antagonist, and narrator share their stories about whatever it is that matters to them. 
Why? Because representation matters. And because it's normal being a black person who falls in love, laughs with their friends, pursues their dreams, and just sits and grabs a drink at the bar. Our story shouldn't be minimized to slavery and hardship. And while I acknowledge that these are valid, there's more to brown people than uh, there's more to brown people's stories. So you touch on this in the piece, in the introduction, but I want you to take just take us just a step back. And I want to find out from you what inspired this piece and that decision. So um, it was inspired by, I guess, 17 years of, I'm a big reader, so of reading content. So whether it was articles, it was books, essays um, that were written by people who, one, don't look like me, and two, weren't writing with a girl who looks like me as the audience in mind. And what I found when I read the first book ever that I picked up by a, a black man, I finally I found funny enough that I was able to relate to the content that was in the book, which was surprising for me because I'd always had to step outside of my lived experience to understand the stories that I was reading about. Um, whether it was books, essays, etc. Mm. And I mean, yesterday I attended a book launch and Upile Chisala was launching her soft magic. And one of the audience men members asked a question about, well, do you think that it'll get tired you writing about black women because she writes about and to and for black women? Mm. And the audience member was like, well, do you think it'll get, it'll get tired you writing about black women. And she was like, even if I run out of subject matter and I run out of inspiration for black women, the idea of creating content and stories and poetry um, that are about the black woman's lived experience will never be tired because there are so many different ways of being a black woman in the world. Mm. And every time I see it, every time I see content that's created by someone who's brown, who looks like me, that isn't necessarily my lived experience. That's another yeah. way of like showing that we can be in the world in a certain way. And that's that's why I decided to start consuming content that's created primarily by black people. So at this point, I want to talk about crisis of conscious, mm. right? I know that we are living in a world where everyone is having their all of these different their own conversations and own conversations and they have their own fight. Yep. But it's like... Are we ever going to be able to solve anything and make this world a better place if yeah. we cannot focus on at least the the intention of doing right by the world we yeah. live in? You know, because if, for example, Fees Must Fall is happening, but some of your faves are out here in in Bali. Flourishing, yeah, Chris. Great. You know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah. I'm watching this this post right here of, you know, kids marching throughout Brahm and then three posts down, I'm liking another picture at of someone time, at, at the same time. I want to celebrate your black girl. So I'm celebrating black girl <laughs> magic on the streets of Brahm doing the things. But also your black girl magic is so, you in a bikini in oh. Greece. And I mean, I love that content. It's cute. I, it. I want to double tap it all. But there's a crisis of conscience there. There is. You know? There is. When was the last time you felt woke or had to act woke or, um, you know, the the... The act of being woke just ha happened. I guess last week, right? So as you know, I, I had a talk. I hosted a talk about black girl magic and um, um, why representation is important because that's what I'm about. And um, afterwards, I then had to have a difficult conversation with a black man because he had sat in there and we walked out and he was like, actually, um, I don't think that black girl magic is something that should be celebrated because of wada, 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 right? And he lists his reasons. And um, my, 
I guess my act of living out my personal politics in, in that instance wasn't that I was going to try to educate him, but it was, cool, son, I hear you, but here's some reading material to inform you otherwise, right? So that you believe what you believe, but maybe read some other stuff that's not just me shouting at you, that's going to get your brain thinking in a different way. Hear this other perspective. He see something else. And then if you still believe what you believe about representation not being important for black women, cool. At least but I you've know it's got a library of information. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to pick up the conversation um, tomorrow. I'm seeing him again tomorrow. And we'll see what he says, right? Um, whether he, his mind has been changed or not. I've done, like, I've lived out my personal politics in his direction and that impacted him then coming up with an opinion. Um, and that's what it's about. That's why the personal is political is so important is because you being Bax and you being flamboyant, up, like, in, in the building, surrounded by um, white people who are very white, that changes their idea of what it looks like to have a black boy joy in the mm. building, right? And then they start to see Black Boy Joy as something else um, because they've interacted with you. And that's what the personal is political is about, is about living who you are and living, like, living intentionally towards who you are. I think also tied to the quote that the personal, the, the personal is political is that sometimes, and I think you explained this as well, that your hair is political, mm. your style of dress is Absolutely. political, your tonality Absolutely. and your level of articulation and also the opinions that you, that you speak. Also to, you know, kind of blanket discuss this topic of wokeism is that the most important thing about being woke is the conscious the part word. of it, yeah. right? Firstly, yep. to understand or to have that conversation with yourself when something happens or something is said where there yeah. is an injustice for you to for your eyes to light up and be like there's something wrong here yep. i know that mm -hmm. You know, and the woke is and the woke or slash conscious is not in the realizing that the something is wrong. The consciousness is in then doing the work of understanding yes. then why did the, why is why is this mm. a problem in the world, and then acting from a place of understanding why it's wrong to right that wrong, the and then sharing yep. that yep. as well. Um, and that's and I think to what I love about what you've explained in this discussion about wokeism is that okay. Now that I understand what I understand, yeah. let me just try to start to see the difference in the space around yeah. me and start to implement it in small and bits mm -hmm. ways, you know, until my voice becomes louder and louder mm -hmm. and louder and louder. Because exactly. we do live in a space and time where, you know, if you are trying to call out something, there's a there's an expectation that there's nothing about you that should yeah. be called out. Exactly. Which in itself is a bit problematic. Completely, because completely, it's like completely problematic. Whether or not... I am the person calling it out. What I'm calling out is still it's, at fault. Yes. But at the same time, I do need to check my we're politics still, and check myself. I'm still human, yes, right? Yes, yes. So I need to consistently check myself. But in in that process doesn't mean, and it's what you were saying about, um, in that process doesn't mean that suddenly I'm a stop like calling out injustice. No, or right? Or calling people in in love, This right? is the process. Because it's, it's the as process. I call out, I'm calling you, call I'm, me out as, as well. Exactly. Or as I call you in, I'm calling myself in as well. Yes, because that's yes. super important. And if you stop to exercise that muscle, then actually you'll stop like doing any work um, in terms of activism, hmm. of making the world a better place and the world around you a better place. Because if you're not looking around you and seeing and calling people in, then... Where are you impacting the world? You're just fixing yourself. Yeah. 
being okay by yourself, with yourself, what about the world around you? Because you have to exist in this world with these people Make around. an impact. Exactly.